the expression of lady MCs in hip hop. Mm -hmm. Not so much upset with the MCs themselves, but upset with, you know, the display, how they're portrayed, mm -hmm. um, how much they're sought out. I came from, like I said, Salt and Pepper, JJ Fad. Um, again, hearing the first battle, when we talk about raps, the first battle that I ever heard, or I, I recall hearing, was Roxanne Shantae versus Roxanne. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Snoo Mathers with my motherfucker's ass. You want to know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. <laughs> Mighty most definitely. <laughs> it's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'll revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Waza Dome. Today I have a very special guest, MC Extraordinaire, The Earth, 5%. You've seen it in a lot. You've heard her on a lot. Um, in the Jerry Earth, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Peace, peace, God. Thank you for having me. No doubt, no doubt. And so I like to start from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Um how long you been rhyming and and like how did you just you know when did you get to the point where you figure out yeah this is something that I love to do create music and and you know just pin your thoughts on paper well it for me it started off with music my father he sang and played guitar played bongos and as early as I can remember I'd be listening to him trying to play along with him mm -hmm. trying to sing along with him and, um, you know, I thought I was going to be a singer, I think, mm -hmm. for, for many years. I knew I was going to do music. Mm -hmm. But it was probably, I want to say, honestly, the, the mark for me is like salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Once salt and pepper came out, you know, before that, I heard I was real into Kumo D. Yeah. You know, so we talking like, what, 87? Mm -hmm. I'm, 87, you know, 88? Mm-hmm. And then by the time I saw Salt and Pepper, when I, they were, before that I heard Roxanne, Roxanne Shantae, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the face to put with, you know, the music. And I was too young. I was right. too young. I wasn't really, I was still in the Michael Jackson, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. Jackson now, nah, I don't care what nobody say, but right. <laughs> I was still into, you know, R&B and pop and all of that kind of stuff when I was real young. Mm -hmm. And then I say once I saw Salt and Pepper, yeah. and I saw some sisters up there, you know, doing what I'd heard the brothers do, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is something that I can do too. Yeah, yeah, and you do it very well, and um, you know what I'm saying. That's and, and that's that's like 100 truth. And so when you know Nigeria Earth being five percent, um, walk us through, you know your journey on, you know, getting knowledge yourself and, and how that came about? Well, that came about, ironically, I guess, in a, in a kind of way, it happened initially with, well, no, no, let me take it back. I'm not even going to take it to music. Mm -hmm. Before, you know, becoming the earth, I got into Nation Islam. Mm -hmm. And just, I was a self-proclaimed Muslim. Mm -hmm. You know, I got into Malcolm X. Malcolm was probably the spark that uh, my brother, he also was in the Nation of Islam coming out of prison. And so he would send me, 
you know, different lessons, actually. It wasn't 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supreme wisdom. Right. You know, and so I look at that, study that, read Elijah's books. And um, that was that was interesting in my journey in music, too, because right before that point in time, I was like heavy in the Snoop Dogg. Right. Heavy in the Snoop Dogg and, you know, whatever was related to Snoop Dogg. So when I started, that death row era was fire though. Say it again. I said that death row era was fire though. Oh man, it was <laughs> you know when Snoop came in for me, he was so impressionable because he came in with a voice I had never heard before. Right, same here. With a style I never heard before. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what, along with the lyricism, you know, with artists, not for Snoop in particular. Not mm-hmm. to say he ain't got lyrics, but. Right. But Snoop, it was the voice and the style mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of attracted me to him. Before that, it was like Cool Modi. Mm-hmm. You know, I had started to kind of get into Rock Him, but I honestly didn't get into Rock Him, I'd say, until really when he made that 18th letter album. Right. It, I had so stuff before that, but it took me, you know, a while to really get into him like that. Right, right. So, um, you know, right around that time, I'm picking up Nation of Islam, but like the flows and the raps I'm doing sound kind of West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I had like a West Coast flavor kind of rhyme style, but I'm speaking all this conscious, you know, right. black power kind of stuff with it. Right. And um, it, it went from there into about 97, where I'm in the band, concert band at school, Cast Tech, shout out to my Cast Tech Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan people. And um, this brother that we were friends, God, he was God. Mm-hmm. And he came to me one day in band and was like, I want you to be my earth. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I didn't know what that meant. You right. know, we had, had a couple builds, a couple conversations, you know, here and there. And I didn't know what it meant, you know, but I knew that I was attracted to what he was building about and what mm-hmm. he was talking about. We had a lot in common. You know, I'm coming from the nation of Islam. Right thought process he's coming from the five percent process so from there that's where you know for me honestly it opened up a lot lyrically mm-hmm. as a hip-hop artist when mm-hmm. i got knowledge yourself mm-hmm. um i had you know content i say my content was pretty deep prior to that but after getting the knowledge yourself going through 120 studying lessons it was like yeah, expound you know, on that some as far as, you know, once you got knowledge yourself and, you know, you started studying the lessons and and just, you know, uh, living the culture. How did that affect you musically? Well, that was huge because we talking Wu-Tang. Mm, we talk, yeah. I mean, really, for me, once I got knowledge yourself, I didn't want to hear nothing like Snoop was my favorite rapper. I turned him off. It was right. like, I don't want to hear that. Right. The only one that had some kind of hope from me listening to them was Tupac. Mm, right, right, right. Tupac, he would get real, you know, gangster, whatever with it. But then he dropped some jewels here and there. Yeah, most definitely. Like I'll be checking for Tupac. I'll be listening for him. But getting knowledge itself, it just kind of completely switched the kind of music that I was listening to. Mm. And then from there, it was like, okay, let me hear this Wu-Tang. Let me hear this Grave Digger. Let me hear, hell, I mean, anything that sounded like it was related to having knowledge itself. Right from you know boogie monsters mm-hmm. and uh just whoever has some kind of conscious thought process KRS mm-hmm. 
you know, that's when I really started listening to those Fuji's when they first came out. And um, I think that helped to kind of get me lyrically where I'm at now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Would you say that's like around that time is when you started to see maybe your own style change as far as, you know, content and and like how you were delivering your rhymes? Yeah, definitely the style, Mm -hmm. you know, before that content wise too. content wise. Now, like when I first got knowledge of self and I first start rhyming, I would say I had a habit of going over people's heads. Yeah. Get a little bit too deep. I go a little bit too deep into the lessons specifically and, you know, using um, similes and metaphors that I know 85% of the population didn't understand. Right. And it took me a time to learn, like, you can't isolate your Mm. listeners. You know, people have to be able to relate to you. They might think it's cool you know, hearing you, you know, talk about knowledge, wisdom, and this degree and that degree, but they don't know what you're talking about. Right. If you take your time and kind of paint a picture for them, relate to them Mm -hmm. on their level, don't go over their head with so many big extraterrestrial words and things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. make it idiot proof. Right. Right. I figured that out. I think I really found my flow and Mm -hmm. my style. Yeah. And, and you can, and it continue it. I can tell just from their solo albums and even till now, like you, you can, you still like evolve lyrically and are able to paint those pictures um, for the listener, whether they have knowledge of self or not to the point where if you do have knowledge of self and you hear certain things, you're like, ah, yeah, that's dope. But even if you don't, it's still relatable and still able to be understood, which I right. think is, is dope because there are some, there's some MCs, I mean, they're great at what they do, but they just way over the head. They'll make you go put out, pull out an encyclopedia or something, man, and, and start, you know what right. I mean? Which is yeah. dope. And I think that's cool too for, for those um, that like that. But it's also, if you're trying to reach people and a, a lot of times you have to come to their level, you know what I mean? Right. Meet them where they at. Right. And so you've done some, I mean, just as far as your hip hop history, it's dope. Like, and we're going to get into some of it. Um, first thing is you were on the Jizzes album, uh, Beneath the Surface. And uh, how did that come about? And what was that experience like for you? That was crazy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, at that time, I think I was maybe, this was when I was, carrying my firstborn son Mm -hmm. so I had to be about 20 Mm -hmm. I think I was about 20 and I had been listening to to the Wu since what 93 maybe 92 right 13 14 Mm -hmm. years so for a good seven years I've been listening to him and um you know just everything Wu like whatever Wu I want to hear right so this was the year I went to my first show and prove And I left at the time. I had some cassettes. If anybody know what a cassette tape is, <laughs> right? <laughs> of my music, and I left them at a law school. You know, mm-hmm. just letting folks know. You know, this is my project. Check it out. Mm-hmm. The guy, uh, it was actually G. Colleen. Mm, word, peace to the God. I, I want to say G. Colleen was the head of getting that music. He he got it to one of the guys 
that, mm-hmm. and I wish I remember the guy's name, but he at the time worked for MCA, I believe. Okay. And he somehow got that tape to him, and somehow the guy got the tape to Jizza. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from G. Colleen letting me know, like, yo, you know, Jizza <laughs> on his album. Wow. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Right. Like, I just left <laughs> some tapes, you know, at that time. I wasn't, I was just starting out. You know, I right. hadn't done a whole bunch of shows or been on nothing else. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, the guy just heard me and was like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we love what she's talking about. Let's put her on there. Right. So that was like a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, do you ever look back and, you know, like I said, you've done a lot of dope things musically uh, in your history. Do you ever look back, just look back sometimes and like, like, damn, it's been a dope ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's take, like, the just the amount of different experiences you've been able to experience through having knowledge yourself and through music. Like, you know, do you ever just look back and 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 just do the knowledge and say, man, you know, it's, it's been it's been dope. I, I do, but I think, you know, I suffer from what a lot of us as human beings suffer from, mm-hmm. which is looking back at the past, looking into the future and not concentrating on the now. Right, right. So I think that what I what I did, I enjoyed the ride, you know, mm-hmm. like when I was in the studio writing music and um, doing whatever else I was doing, I enjoyed that. But it's the years later yeah. where you look back and you say, I could have did this. Mm. I could have did that. You know, that kind of... Um, the hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And not being able to just look at what it is you did do. Right. And say, I did that. Right. You know what right. I mean? So I think now I'm kind of getting more into that many years later. But, you know, when you get older, you know, you kind of get a little bit more cerebral. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't lose your brain. <laughs> right. You start to think about things more and appreciate things more. Mm. So definitely in these years I'm in now, I look back at that and I'm like, wow. Right. <laughs> and 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 I mean, yeah, it's is it's dope just to even think about like, you know, just to how many first off, how many people can say that they on a joint with the jizzle like that? You know what I'm saying? And right. um, also you were in eight mile. Um, that's, that's another like legendary, like situation that you were a part of. How did you, how did you get in that movie? And what was that experience like? That right there was right place at the right time. Mm. You know, that was strictly right place at the right time. Um, Eminem was making his wave, you know, in the music world and, he went ahead and said he was going to do that movie, you know, a little autobiography movie, Eight Mile, about his life. And fortunately, did it here in the D, you know, right. did it here in the D, used local talent. So I just found out just kind of being in the hip hop atmosphere here in, in Detroit, I found out they were doing auditions and um, I made sure I was there, you know, did a little rap scene, did a little, um, I think I did a little acting. Mm-hmm. And eventually got a call back. <laughs> let me know they want me to be in there with oh. a speaking role, you know, oh. where my name 
not just the extra, like right. the name be in the credit <laughs> type of situation. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> so that was, um, man, when I think back to hip hop, and I know you probably can relate to, you know, where you're from, but hip hop in Detroit back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to lead into next. As far as I think Detroit is a underrated hip hop um, scene or has one right from the beginning to now. Um, everybody knows, obviously, Motown and the rich music history that Detroit has. But in some cases, it feels like y'all get overlooked when it comes to hip hop like what are your thoughts on that and if you can like you know build about like the hip hop scene just from you know that time to now well i think i don't know i think it's like a a, a two way street when it comes to detroit being overlooked um you know we've had our moments mm-hmm. we, we've had our our time you know you had boss that came out yep. back in the day um, not directly from Detroit, from Flint, but you had uh, MC Breed, you yep. know, made some waves. So, and then of course Eminem, you know, along with some others that mm-hmm. you know have been doing their thing, especially recently, you know, Big Sean and so forth. Um, but I think it's kind of a combination of things. I think one problem that many artists from Detroit have is. And I ain't trying to, you know, my Detroit artist, when you hear me say this, don't think I'm talking about you. <laughs> right, right, right. I could be talking about me because I'm a Detroit artist too, but I'm just keeping it real. I think that oftentimes we can have a limited content, mm-hmm. uh, a limited sound mm-hmm. um, that, in other words, kind of like how I was talking about when I was rapping back in the day and I was speaking, you know, over people's heads. Right. Even though I'm thinking like, oh, this is so cool and this is so, you know, I'm coming with these big words and can't nobody mess with what I'm saying. It was limited because can't nobody understand what I'm saying. Right, right. So it's like if you're not hitting the people, the masses of people outside of just Detroit with your sound or your content, mm-hmm. you're not saying anything new, anything they want to hear. Um, why do folks, you know, want to gravitate to you? Just because you're from Detroit, it's got to be something special. It's got to be something that reaches people. And I think that that's somewhere, you know, as Detroit artists, and again, I take responsibility myself. I'm not just pointing at other artists. Um, I think that can happen. We get a limited scope and a limited expression of our art, and it doesn't hit enough people. Right. For it to really be looked at like, yeah, they come in with something. Another thing that I think Black people could suffer from overall is unity. Mm, Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we should have been had a big Detroit record label. Right. Like all the hottest MCs from the D on that label. That's facts. Yeah, I agree. Because there are a lot of young Detroit MCs that are, you know, I've uh, just being a fan and a student of hip hop, I've seen, you know, uh, uh, an emergence in, you know, young underground MCs in Detroit, but you're right. As far as it's not really unified. It's not a, like, you're right. It could be 
like a, a label where that is bringing all all these cats together and representing for Detroit, not just musically, but on the business side as well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I take responsibility, <laughs> but we ain't through. Right. Of we, course. Of course. Detroit ain't through, so, you know. And being from Detroit, though, what, what um, outside of, you know, uh, Snoop and Kumo D, um, were you like influenced, you know, you said you wanted to be a singer earlier, you know, and that being the home of, you know, some of the, the greatest like R&B music ever, like were you, you know, I, you had to hear it growing up, right? Because I, I know I did and I'm not even from Detroit, Nothing right? Right. <laughs> that's um, all that played on the radio right. at, at my house was Motown I mean taking it back there's so many songs that my mother played on the radio and even to this day I've learned a lot as I gotten older yeah. but I couldn't tell you who the artist is right. like, like you asked me who's the artist of that song I don't know but you know but the, song. I just the song word for word right 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 you know, so Right. A lot of that has been an influence on, I mean, heck, if you listen to any of my albums, every other song, I'm singing something. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I tell everybody. I was going to bring that up too anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them a minute, man, I ain't no Lauryn Hill, I ain't no Mary J, I ain't none of them, but I love to sing. You know, it's like singing is the origin of what I was listening to mm. when it comes to music, and it's a big part of what influences the songs I write. So it's like, you know. But that leads into the next question, though. You did, you know, you love to sing and you do sing and harmonize on a lot of your hooks. And not only are you a great lyricist, like your hooks are fire. You know what I'm saying? Are Do you make a, like a conscious effort to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I want, I want to, I want to make it catchy or memorable because even if you're not, like a lot of your hooks are catchy and that's the type of thing that, you know, people throw on and get stuck in their head and make them want to go hear that song again. And the verses are, you know, you dropping jewels and you dropping bars. Like that's a dope combination to have. Like, is that something that, you know, you did consciously or is just how you make music? It's a combination. It's a combination of how I make it. And I think that's something I learned early on where <laughs> It was like, you know, I mean, of course, you want to catch them with the beat. Right. Now, me, when it comes to music, I'm very picky and I'm very selective. You know, it's like I have my own ear. Um, certain sounds don't really attract me. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a little bit too clean, mm. uh, a little bit too, you know, polished sounding. Like, yeah. I told you, I, I got in the Wu-Tang. I like it grimy. Right, 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 right. I'm from Detroit, so it's like yeah, yeah. I like it to sound, you know, a little bit raw, a mm -hmm. little bit real, live. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in regards to, um, I'm sorry, I, I kind of went off the the. No, nah, no, nah, you're good. No, no, no. You were just talking about. <laughs> what, did, what did you just ask me? The, I was about to do this. Just how you weave in oh, like, the catchy hooks, and right. You know, being a part of your uh, process as far as you writing music, now, like I, I think that's real dope. How you know you're able to be the lyricist when the verses start, but you're still able to make something 
catchy because I think a lot of times some, not all, but some lyricists may struggle with that, right? They may struggle with the hook aspect. But MCing is still making music. And music is meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so there's some people that can rap, rap, rap. That, but their song making ability isn't quite there yet. You know what I mean? Um, but yours, like I said, you have all of that. And if, I always wanted to know if that was something that you were, you know, consciously doing or if that, you know, is that's just your process. Yeah, I, I did learn early on that, you know, if you catch them, that's what I was going to say with the beat, mm -hmm. like, if you catch them with the beat and you catch them with the hook, you can say whatever you want right. in the verse. Right. You can say what you can say, knickknack, patty wag, give it all. The hook, you get them with the beat, it's it's a done deal. Right. So I figured, you know, why not double it? You know, mm. why not make a fly hook, make some fly verses? Right. You know. So it's it's part of the process, but it's also something i've learned over time i can't say it's something i always did yeah yeah no doubt but and this new album um mother tongue you do that well it's it like to me it's like you kind of mastered that at this point um the title itself dope right it's like it's like could be a double or triple or quadruple entendre, right? A lot um, of meaning there. <laughs> right. And what inspired you to, to name it that? For a long time, I've been disappointed with the expression of lady MCs in hip hop. Mm -hmm. Not so much upset with the MCs themselves but upset with, you know, the display, how they're portrayed, mm -hmm. um, how much they're sought out. I came from, like I said, salt and pepper, JJ Fad. Um, again, hearing the first battle, when we talk about raps, the first battle that I ever heard, or I, I recall hearing, was Roxanne Shantae versus Roxanne. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I heard on the radio when they're playing right. both of them songs. Right. So my experience in hip hop was very much filled with, mind you, not just any old women, not any old female MCs, but women who were talking about something. Yes. You know, Queen Latifah, Miss Melody, you know, MC Light, like... Mm -hmm. Even Salt and Pepper. So think about all them songs they used to make back in the day. Right. You know, uh, let's talk about AIDS. Let's talk yep. about sex. Yeah. Um, none of your business. It's like almost every song that they made, it had a purpose. Mm -hmm. It had a point. It had a message. And um, you know, you think back to the thing about Yo Yo. You think about uh, Queen Latifah. Who you calling a bitch? You right. know. You're not going to treat me like this. You're not going to call me a such and such. No, I'm not giving up the ass on the first date. Right. That's what the female MCs from where I came from used to talk about. Right. <laughs> they weren't showing cleavage and ass. Right. They were covering up their bodies, looking like queens, looking like lady hip hop artists. Right. Not prostitutes and hoes and hookers. Right. So I think that the woman's voice has been, and even beyond just hip hop, but let's just keep it in hip hop. Mm -hmm. I think the woman's voice has been silent. Mm. 
um, to a point where we're all suffering. We're all suffering. You know right. what I'm saying? Women, we're the mothers. We're the yeah. mothers of civilization. Your very first teacher is your mother. Right. You know, the very first person that probably, it could be your daddy, but the very first person is probably going to give you a tongue lash and going to be your mama. Right. Um, and um you know that's kind of like how i was looking at it is like you say multiple meanings coming to it but it's like i'm about to get them a tongue lashing they mm. about to get the mother tongue right quick and then if you think about mother tongue in terms of language yeah you know the original <laughs> language that's exactly the first thing that came to my mind whenever i saw that album title i was like wow this is deep yeah i mean again that was my origin and that's a big part of hip hop's origins. Women, we were there. Yeah. yeah. We were there. We were always there, but you know, and we're there now, but well, not see, but well, that's the thing, right? Like, um, there are dope MCs such as yourself, dope female MCs such as yourself. And I mean, I I see a lot in the underground whose content right. are you know, is whether they got knowledge itself or not, whose content is still like different, right? But it oh. seems like in order to like be mainstream or to get that acclaim, like you have to, it's like they you have to fit this certain image, right? Like the like the sex doll image, right? And that's the only thing that they are uh, the only image that they are allowing that to. Is occupy the minds of the youth whenever they see that right and to me it just feels it feels deliberate like in your opinion do you think this is being deliberately done oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah i mean look at the brothers yeah i know so, it ain't too much better know, look at how they portraying our brothers it's like they all stupid and, and drug, drug addicts and, and all and all kind of yeah but that's you know. not the full representation of uh no. Not only black men, but it's not the full representation of brothers who MC. Right. Hip hop. You know, it's, um, and that's, and that, I'm glad that you brought up that point when you said underground artists, because in no way am I trying to say that there's nobody hot out there. Underground, the underground is scorching. Scorching. You know, right. the underground's like hell, you know, right. hellfire. You know, <laughs> right. Right. Lady MC's killing it. I, I didn't even ran across so many lady MCs I didn't even know about. Right. And I listened to them. I'm like, whoa, like, right. we need to clap. Yeah. So look at that coming too, because I'm about to be all in their inbox. And Yo, so, yeah, yeah. Well, check out um check out Backwoods Sweetie. She's dope too. I just I just got up on Backwoods Sweetie like two days ago. Yeah, she's dope I'm too. To her stuff, yeah. And so, and but that so you know, um, <sighs> kind of staying on the on what we were just building on as far as the image that they portray um you know especially with female MCs um do you do you think that at this point like will we ever get to the point where what we came from as far as the so cuz all right so hold I'm going to hold that thought when, and whenever we were coming up, we had uh, a balance, right? Where if, you know, if I wanted to hear something like super grimy 
or gangster, I could do that. If I wanted to hear something that was conscious, I could do that. And you and you actually get an appreciation for all of it, right? Because in a lot of cases, brothers and sisters was just telling their story. But right. now it's to the point where it's the same story from everybody, yeah. right? Do you think it'll, what's hot in the underground now will ever become what's hot in the mainstream again? Or does that seem like a lost cause? No, it's it's got to. You know, I hear a lot of people talking that uh, boom bap is dead. Uh, backpack hip hop is dead. You know, real hip hop is dead. Hip hop, just like anything else, well, not anything else, but hip hop is an energy. Yeah. Okay? We yeah. know it's an energy because you go to a hip hop event and they're like, jump, jump, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah facts. <laughs> energy cannot be created or destroyed, but it can change form. Right. Change form. Yeah. And um, that's all hip hop has done and is doing and has been doing. It's changing form. Mm. But, you know, for, you know, our lifetime is only so long and hip hop has only been here yeah. from our knowledge within your and my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we don't have forever. We're impatient. Yeah, you're right. You know, we're impatient. We're tired of it. And, you know, it's been what? What? I say the last time i listened to new hip-hop mm -hmm. like that had to be like two thousand mm. right. <laughs> right, right. Like right there like two thousand mm. not even 2001 2002 <laughs> Other underground yeah talk about stuff that you can hear on the radio stuff that they pump on tv you know yeah. the big stuff and, and that's another thing i just want to make sure everybody know that we're not saying we're just talking about the mainstream like you right. said, because the underground has has is really is really in a great place right now, and you know you you're a part of that. A lot of dope MCs, both men and women, you know, doing their thing, and um, we're just talking about mainstream. And the reason I feel like that's important, though, is just due to the fact that a lot of people don't even know where to look. Right. Yep. And so it's like. Oh, hip hip hop is dead, or or you know, ain't nobody really spitting. It's just because they don't know where to go find it. And people, a lot of times, people will say, uh, "Um, well, you know, you're not really looking." And and you know, that's that's somewhat true. But at the same time, it would be nice to have, you know, a light shined on underground MCs to make it easier for people to to do the knowledge, right. listen to great music. I mean, we didn't. And that's what I'm saying, too. When you come from a time where the mainstream was conscious, where mm -hmm. the mainstream was women covering up their bodies, when right. the mainstream was, you know, backpack, boom bap, hip hop, you know, it's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow when they just snatch that away from you. Yeah. And it's like Molly pills, booty, booty, like... <laughs> Right. I, I don't want, and I'm not trying to be lazy about it because I'm yeah. a scientist. So yeah, I go search and I do my research, but I don't want to have to search. Right. Why am I gotta search? I didn't have to search back in the '90s. It was right. in my face. Right. Exactly. That and that's <laughs> my, that's my that's my only issue. Um. And so you know, I strive to with this platform to highlight dope MCs like yourself and 
um this album that you dropped like i said and you know it's been in constant rotation for people that haven't heard the album like and how would you describe this album to them for somebody that may not be familiar with Nigeria's work, Nigeria Earth's work and, and her albums and, you know, just even the progression from the time you heard, uh, from the time you rapped with Jizza to now, you know, um, what could, like, for those who haven't heard, what can they expect from an album like this? Mm. They can expect, I would say, um, thought-provoking, a lot of thought-provoking songs, um, uplifting mm -hmm. songs, songs that touch the human um, emotion and experience. Um, you know, some of it, I would say, is part of the album, maybe like it might be like the middle part of the album. You know, mm -hmm. I intentionally kind of surrounded it around pain is the best word that I could think of. You know, it's like, I, so it's kind of like I hit the human experiences and emotions. You know, I hit um, uh, anger, I hit uh, pain, I hit, um, you know, self-hatred. I talk one of my songs called Self-Hatred where, in other words, you're kind of looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you look at yourself, you're turning around. And I, of course, I'm putting it in the form of a story of somebody mm -hmm. else. But I think enough people, even if they don't have those experiences, it's something in there where they could say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, that, that sounds like me. Yeah, you know, that that sounds like something I've been through or somebody I know has been through. Well, and, and that is what makes music relatable to me right like whenever somebody can relate to a story like that self-hatred joint where you're building on self-hatred and indoctrination like like first time i heard it like i, was, I stopped what i was doing i was like okay you know that it kind of just caught my ear um what inspired you to even write that like you know like are do you go in like okay you hear a beat and say uh like the B starts talking to you or do you have it already planned? Like, I want to attack this concept uh, whenever I write or I want to write a song about this. Like, how does a song like Self-Hatred even come about? Both ways happen. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of song ideas that I put on paper before I even hear a beat. And then mostly it's the beat, you know, though. It's mostly the music that will lead me into mm content i mean actually when i think about the album i came up with the idea of the album after i wrote the first song right and wow I got, yeah i got a beat from the god lord josiah um oh from d mecca yeah he's from detroit yep mother tongue that mm. was the song mother tongue for the album oh that was the first song that you uh yep Word. That was the first song I wrote. This was before I even determined I'm going to name the album this. I knew I was coming up with some stuff, but I said, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to write to this. And I wrote and I came up with Mother Tongue and I said, hey, that right there, that's the name of the album. Right. You know, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the beat for that song. It was the beat that led me to the song, which led to the title of the album. Right. And that's dope. I mean, that's how great art is made. You know what I'm saying? And um, just being someone with knowledge itself, 
uh, someone, you know, five percent of Earth. How important do you think it is? You know, because a lot of people don't really know our uh, history as far as hip hop goes. Like the gods and Earth have been present in hip hop since the beginning, and you know, it's ebbs and flows sometimes as far as our representation in the mainstream. Um, but regardless, we've always been there, whether it's mainstream, underground, and through the creation of the art form itself. But how important is it, you know, in 2022 and moving forward that we continue to have, you know, uh, the gods and earths representing in hip hop? It's very, very important because, you know, we're getting older. I'm getting older. I don't know about nobody. I'm speaking for myself. I'm getting older. And um, that's one of the struggles hip-hop has that other music doesn't have is the way that we look at our older artists. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a lot of people look at older hip-hop artists like, why are you still doing hip-hop? Especially if you're not you know, multi-millionaire famous. Right. It's like, why are you still rapping? You're supposed to be doing this. You grown now. You ain't supposed to be rapping. I'm like, what do you mean? Right. I'm not supposed to, like, this is me. It's like telling a painter he's not supposed to paint. Exactly. This is what I do. This is right. what I've been doing. I'm not about to change and do something else now. Right. So I think one of the things that, and I've heard, I've heard some young gods and herbs. I don't know about herbs. And when I say young, I'm talking 20, Yeah, you know, doing it, you know, like how when I first started doing it. Right. Well, I've heard some young gods rapping, not many. And I'm not quite sure about Earth. I don't know if I've heard any young herbs mm -hmm. rap. Those are, you know, we're going to need them. Yeah. We're going to need young guys and earth rapping not just my old ass or the next old ass <laughs> you know, i mean you for listening and they might want to listen but they don't want to hear what we got to say mm. you know mm. we we're a little bit too old for them they want to you know you might want to hear what i got to say other people from my age range might want to hear what i got to say but the youth want to hear the youth you know what you know? though I, i'm just going to give you a little bit of pushback on one okay. thing is when we were coming up, ageism in hip hop was a real thing, right? Like, but I'm starting to see, um, it. Well, maybe it's my echo chamber of young cats that I deal with, who like to go back and listen to the old stuff. Um, also, just listen to dope MCs regardless of age, because if you look now. I mean, I agree with you 100% with what you're saying, but I'm just the alternative that some youth are, um, some youth are, you know, like really, really interested in studying the culture from all angles. Just saying that to say this, when we were, you know, growing up, I think at one time, like people got dissed for being like, 30 year old rappers right and now in the game the best lyricists i've even seen young brothers say this the best lyricists is like of like 2021 is like 50 years old uh, you know what i'm saying like nas and and you know and all of these mcs from back in the day 
still doing it, what they do at a high level and, and the youth and and people our age still appreciate it and, and listen to the music. With that said, do you think like like what are your thoughts on like where we are now? Because it seems like, you know, a lot of that ageism that we saw is kind of like going away. Like, would you agree? I think maybe I'd say it's, I guess I would say it's better than it was, but I think that has to do with the age that hip hop is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was younger before. So if you got like a 50 year old person back in the 90s, yeah. you know, that's your hip hop. <laughs> Yeah, that that makes like, sense. Okay, hip hop only been here about twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, you were singing uh, singing doo wop before uh, before he started rapping, <laughs> right? But yeah. like you know, for this age range, you know, hip hop has been here yeah. for you know fifty years plus. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like okay, I can see how a fifty year old would still be rapping. That's what they was doing when they was a kid. Yeah, still here. So I think it is. You know, like I can kind of see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying because there are a lot of brothers. I don't know about the sisters too much. Yeah. I've mostly seen brothers. Yeah, that that ain't changed. Now let me ask you this, because this is kind of on the same the same line. When it comes to like real lyrical women, mm-hmm. it seemed like their fan base be more men. Yes. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you said that because I, I was on my little profile on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think it's a couple of these little music websites. They show you your your fan base and mm-hmm. the different demographics of who listen to you. Do you know my female fan base was like 9%? Wow. It was something small, like between nine and fifteen percent, and I'm like, "What is you it?" You represent for the sisters too, like that's crazy. I'm like, "What is it? Like, what yeah. do y'all want to hear me say?" I think I asked that in a in a post one day on Facebook. I just like sisters, do you listen to hip hop? And if you do, like, what do you want to hear? Right. What do you want to hear? You know, people talk about a woman talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And you know, because I've seen it and I've like, like, I sometimes I look and, and I, and this is not to disrespect anybody, you know what I'm saying? Um, But what I see in the mainstream and then I see artists like, you know, Rhapsody, who still has like a major push behind her, but she's still not getting the placements that, some of the other ones in the mainstream are, and she killing all of them. She way better, uh, wider a range of topics that she's able to, you know, rap about. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't like it though. I don't like it because I, I think, you know, I, I know how important optics are and and uh, what it means to have strong black images, both man and woman. You know what I'm saying in these hip hop spaces, because hip hop is extremely influential and it's not just influential on the youth it's influential it's influential with anybody who's a part of the culture 
Like I'm, and you know, that's a misnomer where people like, you know, hip hop doesn't influence. Now nah, I've seen it with my own eyes. We've all been influenced by certain aspects of hip hop culture. We live it. You know what I'm saying? And um, and that's how you know trends get started and new and new types of uh, you know new clothing lines and this and that and whatever. And so you know, I just remember a time where I hate to sound like the old head, but I, re- yeah. I, re- <laughs> I remember I was when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, you know, but like we even had like even our gear like was on some black shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's now is Gucci can come out with a a hoodie with a damn monkey face on it, and we can <laughs> <laughs> we'll still rock that. They buying it, yo. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it, it, anyway, you know, moving forward, um, as far as you, you know, making music, and um, was there like from from Soul Sister to uh, from Soul Sister to uh, Mother Tongue, like? Did you release any like like mixtapes or projects in between time, um, or was this the you know because a lot of times we'll look we get in you know creatures of habit and get lazy and what we'll do is is it on Apple Music is it on Spotify, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of times indie artists you ha- you know you'll have it on your website or another website where. It's for purchase, you know what I'm saying? So as far as uh, your discography, how many albums you got? I think I think Mother Tongue would be my fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, you, you said Soul Sister, you mean Super Sister. Super Sister, I'm sorry, pardon so. That's all right. Um, so it's Super Sister 2020, the best part, Return of the Super Sister and then Mother Tongue for five. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say, like, like whenever you are crafting an album, right? Five albums, whenever you're crafting an album, do you go into it like wanting to, like, you know, like they they sound different. And I think some of the, but they still have core elements of what you do, right? Um, some One of my favorite groups is... Uh, is Outkast, and I remember like their first four albums was like a totally different experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was still founded in what they do. And so, like your creative process, what is it like? Like going in and saying, you know, like from the beats that you choose, from from what you want the joint to sound like, like like is it something that's that you kind of pin down? You know, before, like, I know how you, you Mother Nature, I mean, Mother Tongue, I said Mother Nature, Mother Tongue came about, the Thanks God, God, the God, <laughs> word, that's part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know how Mother Tongue came about as far as, you know, but as the process, what is the process like of, of, you know, just getting the beats that you want and making sure the album sounds cohesive because this album definitely sounds cohesive. Like, what is that whole process like? It's, um... Well, I want to, I could speak to this process um, because each process sometimes is different. Um, This process was revolving a lot around being trapped in my home Mm -hmm. 24-7 with my children 
<laughs> due to this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and shoot, the last time I think Return of the Super Sister, that was my last album. That was like 2016, mm-hmm. maybe 2017. So it's been, it, it had been a good four years, yeah. you know, before. I mean, I've been writing in between, mm-hmm. but it, it's been a, a good four years since I put together an album. Yeah. Um, a lot of my time was spent being mommy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have the time to create and do music like I wanted to. So I got to a point, you know, in the pandemic where it was like, I got to make music. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go crazy if I don't make music. This mm-hmm. is what I need to do. So honestly, originally, I don't even know if it started off being an album that I was planning on making. It's like it was more therapeutic for me just to create yeah. music. Yeah. And then once I started, you know, really going with it, you know, really once the first song after Mother Tongue, it was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw I still had it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I still yeah. got it. Right, yeah. I'm ready the album now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the process varies for me. Yeah. It, it really does. It kind of depends on where I'm at. Right. In life, you know, period. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's kind of deep too, because I, I've heard some MCs say and singers and just people that are in that music space and you know, creatives that the pandemic kind of kind of like I don't know, like it brought on something to where like they were getting writer's block and not able to 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 create the same way they did before. But in your case, like it kind of prompted you to get something out that needed to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's, you know, uh, that's, that's dope though, because I, I feel like with every negative, you know, we can make the best out of our situation during the pandemic. I had, you know, there were some things that I was dealing with and, you know, it kind of shined a light and I was like, yo, yo, tighten up right here. And, you know what I'm saying? We can always turn a negative into a positive. And through that, we got a dope ass album out of it, man. And so <laughs> and so when people come to you, though, and tell you, you know, like, yo, this album it, it, or or your music, period, it means it means this to me, like this song here, like, you know, might it help me through something like being somebody, being an artist, like whenever you get that type of feedback, like what is that? What does that mean for you? It's huge. It's huge because, you know, again, I'm only going to speak for myself. I don't know about the next artist, but I go through, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Do they like it? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, do I still got it? You know, um, do people want to hear what I got to say? I go through those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes to me and they're like, yo, this song is slamming. I listen to it on repeat. I got all your albums or whatever it is. It's like, wow. Even if it's just one, you know, it's like, I don't need a whole crowd full of people. Just one that is touched by it or they appreciate it. It's like, I can keep going. Right. You know what I mean? I can keep going now. Oh, yeah. And we now, because we definitely going to need part two. Hey, Mother Nature, that might be, that might be the name. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That might be the collab that I want to do with all the, uh, the hottest, Oh, that would be fire. Yeah. What, now, tell me about that idea. That would be dope. 
I want, I try to do that. Well, I could have tried harder, but when I first was ready to put together this album, that was kind of my goal. I was kind of like mother tongue. This is all about the ladies. This is about, you know, I'm going to get like some of the hottest women. Yeah. Period. Producers, um, lyricists, singers. Hell, if she play a trumpet, trombone, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just yeah. want a bunch of fly sisters on this album. And I reached out um, to several folks. Of course, I'm not going to say any names. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I think with women, kind of like my own experience, we have a lot on us on a daily basis. So many of the artists are mothers, mm-hmm. you know, some of them single mothers. Mm-hmm. And they have the 24-7 responsibility of caring for their children, caring for their home, you know, being mommy, doing all of that stuff, working, having to work a job and all the rest of this. And a lot of sisters don't have the setup either within their home. Yeah. You have to get to the studio and record and and so forth. So, you know, I think logistically, just sometimes being a woman, you know, it mm-hmm. makes being able to let your crate creativity out difficult yeah so i don't I'm, you know i'm not saying like the sisters didn't want to get on with me you know forget that it ain't like that it's like it was i'm pretty sure it was a struggle yeah for some of them to get to the studio or to get free time or to get inspiration because of the daily everything that comes with being a mom and being a woman so for the next project i'm gonna make sure that i put more time and effort you know, mm-hmm. to getting different artists on there because Mother Tongue, I don't, I didn't have one woman on there but me. I was the only mother mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, but you represent, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, we appreciate you, and um, we don't want you to keep, we don't want you to stop. You got to keep going. You make music for the culture, um, you make great music, your pen's still sharp, and you still got it with the hooks. And so we is hey, you got it. So you got to keep going and keep blessing okay. us. Um, and uh, for those that want to know, you know, how they can listen to um, Mother Tongue or even the rest of your catalog, where can they find your music? You can, um, I'm on all streaming platforms, whether iTunes or Amazon, YouTube, wherever, Deezer. But you can definitely hit my website, www.nigeriaearth.com. And I got I got everything there. Bet. And I'm going, I'll put I'll post the link in there also, the link to all of your um uh your streaming uh service. So I'll I'll make sure that's all in there. But once again, Nigeria Earth, peace to the Queen. Thank you for coming on and blessing Wiles the Dome. Also, thank you for putting out such a thought-provoking album that bangs we appreciate you peace to the god i appreciate you for having me no doubt no doubt peace peace